Hello. We are glad you found us. Please sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Welcome to When Life Attacks. Welcome back, lifers. I am James Hamilton, and this week I'm joined by... Hello, governor. Yeah, me, cheese. Or... Uh, Adam, either one. Adam, do you have a last name? Griffith. Griffith. Yeah. So, but nobody knows you as Adam Griffith. No. They all just know you as cheese. There was a uh, thing I signed up for once in the mail, and they knew me as Andy Griffith, and I thought, (laughs) you know... You're going places. I wonder if a lot of our audience doesn't know what that reference... I think they knew right when they heard your voice. I, I, now you've been on the show a lot. Yeah. Well, a lot. What's a lot? Well, a lot is in comparison to a number of our other guests, you know, outside obviously mm. of uh, co-host Mr. McFalls. I would say that you and Scott have done the show the most. All right. All right. See, I was comparing to you and McFalls, so I was thinking, uh, you know, I'm just a, a blink. Well, thank you for coming back. Oh, we appreciate it. Good to be here. We have... Uh, an MIA Travis this week. Yeah. Not his fault. Uh, we had the Viking game on our typical recording night. As uh, you know, regular lifers know, that's, uh, that's going to cause a, a ripple in the show. You could have skipped at least. You could have done this during the first half. You that's wouldn't true. have missed one. That's true. It was a boring first half. What oh, was that, a man. baseball score? 3-2? Three, 3-2. Three two? Two. Yeah, what yeah. the hell? So, yeah. I, uh, I caught you at a funny time today where... You were kind of pissy. What was the deal? This has been a, a day from hell. And mind you, there's people out there who have had much worse days. But for me, it was a day from hell. First world problem day. First world problem day. Let's just, yeah, leave it right there. Okay, don't bring up the starving children in Africa or something to me. Um, so for anyone who's a video game person out there, they know, of course, Microsoft has their Xbox One X coming out. And for a long time, the code name for it was Project Scorpio. And when they announced the name was Xbox One X, a lot of people were like, Ugh, go back to Project Scorpio. That was a way better of a name. What they did then is they did a pre-release or pre-order for it, but the first whatever number, I don't know, they could actually get a Project Scorpio um, you, you know, uh, branded Xbox, I guess. So you know, we're going deep geek here. Well, I don't want to go too deep. Basically, I'm just saying you're you're yeah. like you're already way down the geek uh, hole. Like you need a branded Xbox One, yeah, yeah. Project Scorpio, not an Xbox One. It X. makes a difference, man. It makes a total difference when someone's looking at it, and that's it. It does nothing different from the other ones. But is it an Xbox One X or is it just an Xbox X? No, it's X. Xbox One X, because okay. if they named it something else, right. that would make too much sense. Um, now, my brother, uh, whom you're familiar with, mm-hmm. uh, he was pissy about this release. He felt like, you know, unless you had a 4K TV or you were rocking ultra high definition, that it didn't merit the cash grab. Correct. You need to have a 4K TV. I am planning on getting a 4K TV anyway, and I was excited because I thought, oh, 
I'll merge the two. Um, I did a pre-order. I put it on my credit card. I was like, all right, that should be fine. I'll actually have, you know, pay it off before it's even paid for type of thing. And how much more am I paying for this than I would have uh, been paying? Just a chump change, 550 Well, no, 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 no. It actually costs exactly the same. It's $551 whether you get Project Scorpio or the not, the regular branded and one. And how much is this in relationship to an Xbox One S? So it's all like double almost. No, the Xbox One X was 399 Right now, though, I can get one for like 249 Oh, yes, yes. Right now... You can yeah, it's, it'd probably double the price. So now this will play ultra 4K. And yes, all that, it's gonna so. stronger processing power and everything. Is it worth it? Probably not. But you know, we're this, this is this is this your, is a, this, this is, is your, a capitalistic. Right. Uh, this is, <laughs> I mean, this is an area you're into. You're a gamer. I'm a gamer, board but, gamer, video gamer. You yeah, like games, although I'm not as great with the technical aspects of it. I just kind of like I like games. You they know? showed you so, a shiny thing. You're like, fuck it. I want. Yeah. It. Okay. If, if Scott was here, which well, we won't get into that, but, right? Uh, he would be able to go in, more into it. So your brother probably could as well. He knows a lot more about the technical aspects of it. Mm-hmm. Um, long story short, put it on my credit card. Awesome. November 7th. I even took the day off from work. Going to be great. Uh, through luck or chance, I found out that my credit card company, I had just recently moved, and they didn't have the right address updated. I went onto the website to change the address, and they told me, no, you only changed your online profile address. You didn't change your online credit card credit card profile address. I'm going to say that again. I went online and changed my online address, my online profile address. They told me, no, you only changed your online profile address, not your credit card online profile address. Did it help the second time? Did it make any more sense? Because I don't think it did. You did it wrong. <laughs> That's what you're telling me. You oh, did it wrong. my God. So, all right, well, let's get that fixed. Okay, perfect. And I was like, oh, by the way, my credit card actually expires here in like two days. Can, you know, are you guys sending out the new one? Oh, we already did. It should be at your house. I'm like, what address did you send it to? Oh, the old one. The old one where some random person lives, and they're going to get my credit card and just go out and have a shopping spree. So they did the thing you're supposed to do. Report as lost and stolen, get a new card with a new number. And I asked. I have a pre-order of an item that's on that, that's on the old card number. Is that going to be affected? And he said, no, it will just roll over. You'll be good. Perfect. I get an email from Target today where I pre-ordered the Xbox. Your, your order has been canceled. And through a various number of calls between Target and the credit card company, um, yeah, that what I was told before was a lie. Um, he did, did, they did do a lost report stolen and I'm getting a new card, and a new number. It did not roll over. Uh, the project Scorpio sold out within four hours. So there is no going back with that. I can still get a regular one and I will be the only person that will know the difference because your body language doesn't, doesn't look uh, happy. I was very pissed. And then on top of that, I won't get into this, but I had a, uh, I'm going back to school and I had a grading issue and that was, you know, just pour more gasoline on the fire and everything. So, uh, to be honest, when I heard the, the podcast was, uh, opened up, you needed a sub. I was like, Hey, you know, I'll come vent my, uh, my anger and frustration. And so I don't understand yeah. why your name and your credit card is attached to a pre-order system. It's sold out. <laughs> 
You say, hey, let me just quick re- re- fix that. Why? I mean, they just gave it to somebody else, or is I, it now just going to sit in a pile where that's no what one I, knows about it because it's sold out? That's what I don't know. I, I that because when I asked, I was like, can I just change the credit card or something? Nope, nope. We canceled it and it's already out of the system. So in my head, I'm going, so are they just going to ship a, a, an Xbox One X Project Scorpio to Target and it's just yeah, it's just going to sit there or is it just lost in the ether? I, f- I feel like you got to go talk to the store manager. I might. I might. Well, of course, the other thing, too, is, well, I have other cards, but I'm, I kind of want to use that one because that's, you know, the way I budgeted it. And you don't have I don't yet. have that card yet. Right. I'm still in the mail for that. Um, but you could pre the pre-order the money down is like 50 bucks. You can just give them 50 bucks and come back in with your credit card. No, it's not. That's not how they do it either. That's why I thought you give them the card. And so here's what I found out, too. And this apparently is just Target. This is if you ever pre-order something from Target online, apparently what they do is until you get it, let's say it's five months out, whatever, every two weeks, Target recharges your card as a holding charge, like to see to make sure funds are available or whatever. So every two weeks, so the credit card company, when I called them, they even thought, have you purchased this thing like six times? I was like, right. no. So it was purchased, and, debited, yeah, purchased, debited. Credited, they canceled yeah. the old one. So debited, it's not credited, debited. Credit, you're not, right. you're not actually getting charged that, and and it doesn't even show up on your statement. But when they look at it, the credit card company can see that. But they're constantly recharging the full amount. So yeah, it wasn't like they. I just put fifty dollars down, and then the day it comes out, boom, the you know the rest of it comes out, which makes sense. You know that's how everything else is. Nope, but it doesn't matter because my Xbox One X Project Scorpio is in a warehouse. Or sorry to hear about that. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm making it. I'm I'm being strong. Um, uh, I think I'm gonna be all right. Well, I uh, how was your day? I started a a new business. Well, it's not a new business, but I I took uh, some services that I've been doing for some time and crafted them into a a very self-explanatory business model. And uh, what I do is I help people who are trying to downsize or need help relocating or potentially are looking at entering into a retirement home or an assisted living home. So you have a specific clientele, shall I say? Uh, Yeah. Someone my age would probably not... Well, not necessarily because I've I've done it for people that have decided they're just gonna, you know, f it all and get divorced and you know, or uh, end up moving out of state. And you'd be surprised; the average person accumulates a lot of stuff, and it becomes you know an albatross. It's difficult for them to get out from under their own things. And I I, corrected. I'm very good at uh, maximizing whatever potential value may be there while at the same time being completely unemotional about how it all gets taken care of. Explain to me what you mean by maximizing potential value. Uh, well, so first of all, I'll, uh, so the very first thing I do before anything's done is I have a number of uh, real estate agents in our area that, uh, I work with and depending on the, uh, value and location of that property, I probably have the right agent to sync up to it. What about non-property? What, okay, let's say you went into my room. Well, that all plays into and it. And how much would have, would you say in my room uh, with a TV, computer, a bad dresser, and, and a lot of collectible knick-knack crap, 
how much is going in the trash bin? Ninety-five percent. Okay, that's what I thought. And you know what? I actually kind of agree. Yep. It is a lot of trash. I don't have anything special. Even if you wore great clothes and had well, designer watches, yeah, and you know everything, you know all of your shoes were Armani. The yep. reality of getting rid of New that balance. stuff is uh, is uh, daunting. Uh, most people take their clothes with them in this scenario, but people accumulate a lot of shit that they don't want. <laughs> I just picture you just stripping some old people <laughs> naked. No, you're not even keeping the underwear you got on. We're throwing that away. Well, they'll keep stuff. They'll have a 70-year closet, and they'll only oh, maybe wear clothes in the first six inches of the rack, and the rest of it's all preserved. Yeah. So, uh, well, and that's older people. You know, and they aren't necessarily... You're, you're, Picturing a much older crowd, yeah, see, I, uh, I making a much less positive move. <laughs> uh, really, the majority of people I work with are just becoming empty nesters. The last kid's gone to college. Uh, the reason I thought that is when you first mentioned this to me earlier. That was my first thought. Yeah. I was thinking about a uh, Happy Gilmore and, and his mom being shipped off to a <laughs> to an old folks I, home. I do that too. I do that uh, too. Uh, but the empty nesters or uh, you know people in their uh, midlife, you mm-hmm. know, anywhere from thirty five to sixty five who are ready to either retire, relocate, yep. whatnot, are weighed down. And they don't know exactly which real estate agent that they need to work with. They don't know how to get rid of stuff, particularly if it is nice stuff. Yeah. So if it's really not, so the five percent of your shit that's nice, right? Yeah. Uh, it's going to go one of two places. It's going to go to a general auction, or it's going to go into an antiquities gallery that's going to take a higher end approach to auctioning that stuff. How off. often does that happen, though? All right. So um, I'm going to be doing a house this week. In fact, that's what I was doing today. Oh, all right. Uh, that, you had a better day than I did. I didn't. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Right. Uh, it's depressing because oh. this particular cleanout is the latter Happy Gilmore oh, situation. See, you keep, you keep, you bring me down, and then I, I yeah. get back up, and you, you fucking just push me right back down. Now I just oh, it's crazy. It was crazy. They uh, mm. a week ago, I was called by an agent to mm. meet her way outside of my my territory, and. Uh, it's actually it's a, kind of a haul to get up there. And so by the time I'm there, she hands me the keys and she's like, uh, I need an empty house. Hmm. I was like, all right, so when are they moving out? No, no, no. Cause I've other, you know, I usually, yeah. you know, I'm a contractor. So I thought we were just going to perk the place up and get it ready. And she's like, no, I need, you know, I heard from a couple of other realtors cause I'm by referral. Um, that this is what you do now and we'd like you to do it. And I, I mean, I swear to God, the coffee was still warm. I mean, like they came in, mm. put the parents in a car. Parents were taken to another state, even, and now have their own like retirement community, fully furnished apartment. And they took, I mean, not even the pictures, dude. All of you that are taking pictures, like when you think, oh God, if we had this massive flood or we had this crazy fire, I just want to keep the pictures. Newsflash no the one kids didn't give a shit. Cares. Oh my God, I wouldn't. I'm not going to lie. If my dad, you know, he's getting sent off someplace and like, we'll save some pictures. I'd be like, sure. I'll give them to someone else. I I don't want your pictures. I don't care. I, you know, and and by the way, dad, that goes for my sisters as well or any other family member. So, you know, the worst part about this dude (laughs) is that, uh, uh, the customers, I got a little background on the customers that, uh, 
that I'm working for, and they aren't, uh, they're not nobodies. Like, they did shit in their life, mm-hmm. big shit. I can't be specific, but I can tell you that he was part of a team that cured something that's real important. Like, he headed up mm-hmm. that team. And she uh, worked with a university, and she was huge in women's rights. And the way the, 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 way the light's dimming, let's mm-hmm. just say, is depressing for me personally. Like I, all the stuff's alphabetized. They were real neat about their life and shit, right? And it like, I'm kind of cold about that. I just preface that right now. I'm kind of cold about shit. It's just, home oh into the garbage. I'm telling you right now, I'm like, God, I'd be great at this job. I just, you know. Well, you're oh, dead inside. I, I am. I am very dead inside. They'd be like, oh, this is, you know, this is the day I cured cancer and I, and this is the whatever. And I'd be like, okay, can we just throw that or do we, are we donating it? <laughs> Because throwing it's a lot easier. We could just throw that away and just be done with it. Or maybe recycle. Donating's not worth a shit, by the way. Well, yeah, that's what you told me. Yeah, (laughs) so you call Lupus Foundation or whatever. The veterans want beds. And what they do is, like, they tell you in the postcard, we'll take anything, this is what we'll take. So this particular property's got nice stuff. Mm -hmm. And they came and, like, shopped it. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I put this shit out here because you said you'd take it. And most of the time they do. Keep in mind, I have experience. They come back, I mean, you know, we're a little full on beds right now. You know what they did? They got their American Express guy to come out. He told you that they'll take anything, just like he told me that the uh, Xbox <laughs> pre-order would roll over. That lion son of a bitch. Yep. And then they didn't take nothing. They credit carded me? Yep. That could be. Yep. Uh, I, I think... Uh, I think somebody in our age bracket who would have me work for them would be a little bit more composed. But in this situation, uh, one of the things I did is I was, I was in the office and there were no shit, probably 150, you know, 700 megabyte CD ROMs with nothing but categorically, uh, scanned and preserved family photos. And the kids were there. Yep. I mean, there were post-it notes on sorted, sorted, sorted to let, you know, whoever was going through the house know that anything that was relevant had been taken. And this is like right out in the open. None of it, dude. They didn't take any of it. So here's a, here's a two-part question, though. One, do you, ever, do you ever sort through it? Not because you want to, you know, find out what should be thrown, what not, just because, you know, curiosity killed the cat. And two, what's the most fucked up shit you found you're like what the hell this do i need to call the police (laughs) uh well fingers so i can't really sort through things the way you would think particularly when they're digital stuff so Mm -hmm. i keep a bag uh a trash bag where i put things that i think could potential liability for me body parts have you found body parts uh so the pictures the records the anything with social security numbers on it that kind of stuff kind of gets mm-hmm. isolated and i might make a phone call to whoever hired me and say hey uh you know you have all your kids birth certificates here you yeah know, i might make that phone call yep uh but when it comes to like stuff i found that was weird mm-hmm. um i was called to a house one time and it was in uh so North Minneapolis is known as being kind of a tough area in in the yeah. Twin Cities. Yeah, uh, it's, it's not Chicago, but it's for this area. It's, yeah, it's still a, tough. It's an older. It's not Gary, Indiana, but it's an older part of town, and it's uh, it's got a lower income, and there's yep. not a. It's you know it's popular for people that aren't employed and with a lot of free time. It's seen better days. Yeah, uh, maybe it hasn't. I have no idea. So I get uh, I get called to this house and. Uh, 
I open the door, and the first thing I'm confronted with is all these red strings. Red strings? Right, yeah. Like, like, wait. Like yarn. Just like hanging or flowing? No, like going to specific points. And what so I'm kind of, you know, like, is it a trigger? Because, like, you know, I'm at this <laughs> the house point. house is booby-trapped. Yeah, at this point, I'm taking the house over, and I don't know if the person was forcefully removed. You know, a lot of times I'm hired by, uh, you know, members of the family. I mean, you just don't know. Yeah. So um, I'm a little apprehensive now. Uh, and, and keep in mind, sometimes they have the key. Sometimes <laughs> they don't. So when they don't have the key... Uh, the way I get in the house, I, you know, it's not smooth. It's yeah. not a lock pick. Oh, you don't have one of the SWAT battering rams or whatever. Dude, those? I take a, a framing hammer and I knock the oh. front front uh, lock off, and then I jam a screwdriver in it, and I'm in the house. Nice. Most locks on your doors are not there to keep people out. They are there to demonstrate someone potentially broke into your house. Well, they're they're to keep the person out who's like, well, if that door doesn't just open easily, I'm not I'm not stealing anything. But if they actually have any, you know, desire to steal anything from your house. Back when I was doing REO work for banks, and I did this for several years, I've probably, I would say conservatively, let's be super conservative. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's use the rule of three let's, for men. Let's rush Limbaugh this. So if, if I Get think, it? if I think I've been in a thousand houses, let's just say I've been in 300 houses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of those 300 houses, I would say I broke into, 290 of them. Like I can remember getting 10 keys from banks during the REO period of time, which mm-hmm. is repossession of a lot of forklifts. Well, actually, I'm more shocked you got any keys. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, some of so 10 to 12 families I had to handle, like letting them know that we were coming for the house. Oh, that's so not good. that was really that's awkward. We could talk about that a little bit. How are later. the kids, by the way? Yeah, it, I, well, I'm cool about that, but uh, I would. I, forcefully break into these houses. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't quiet. Everybody in the neighborhood would see someone, especially if the door was an older home where they had like metal reinforced frames yeah. and like they actually didn't want people <laughs> to get in. They knew you were coming. <laughs> Barricade the door. Oh, I had some shit like that too. I can tell, oh I can tell all kinds of stories about this, but uh, I had the police come twice in all of those. <laughs> One time they came because we were being loud when we were trashing out the house and the neighbor yep. made a complaint that we were being loud. Uh, another time they pulled, they, they didn't pull by, they pulled me over because I was viciously hammering on the front door and had thrown something through the front window to gain entry to the house. Uh, they oh. pulled me over because they, I had an unsecured moving strap on one of the trailers. Ah, well, that that's pretty bad. I mean, right. You know, these are, some of these neighborhoods are nice. Ted Bundy. Yeah. I mean, like I wasn't getting a hold of houses in the ghetto. In fact, most people who lost their houses were in upper class neighborhoods. Yep. You know, there were a collection of people that lost houses in, you know, lower income well, neighborhoods, but, but those you know, mostly middle those of the house the banks want back. <laughs> they wanted them all back. I went to a house one time. Here's one of the weird things. Well, I'll get back to the yarn story, but I went to a house one time and I'm looking around. I'm like, my GPS is there and I'm looking left. Uh, okay, 2276. Okay, that's 22678. Uh, then there's 10. Where's 8? I'm looking, and the stairs are there. They fucking took the house. <laughs> like, they literally <laughs> took the house off the oh, fucking took the house. That is awesome. <laughs> oh my God. Those people deserve that house. They should forever be able to keep it. I was working for U.S. Bank at the time, and I, you know, I called uh, the bank, and I'm like, uh, 
House is my house is secure, <laughs> and I sent the pictures over because I get I get paid no matter what. Once they yeah. send me in a secure, I have to make sure that the, that the house can't be burned down or, or whatever. Oh that, yeah, this one. And I, so I took the pictures and I sent there, and she's like, "What's the deal?" I said, "This is this is it. This is the address. It's secure. <laughs> send me my check." <laughs> they, you know, they freaked out like they. I had to meet the police oh there God. for theft, and he's like, "Our you know a guy standing there." I'm like, "Well." <laughs> that's what we're here for. And he's like, what? I said, the house. Someone, the someone, house. someone broke into your house? No, they took the fucking right. house. They took the house. He like didn't even, like, he, he had his little scratch pad and he just kept looking at me like, are you off, boy? There's a house and now it's gone. <laughs> the report's going to be real simple. Yeah. <laughs> it just took the whole thing. House, no. <laughs> so um, I break into this house and, you know, I go around and I break into the back. And when you break into the back door of a house, it's louder because all of the houses, I don't know, it's just like the echo yeah. amongst the houses is yeah. louder. And uh, I got in through the kitchen. And in the kitchen, the uh, a pan had been sitting on the stove and the stove was still on. Oh my God. And uh, whatever was cooking in that stove had cooked beyond the point at which it could create any smoke anymore. Oh it was God. just whatever it was in a super hot pan just yep. sitting on the stove. Was it like sizzling or no, even, no, not even man, that? It had it been like, like days, oh if not God. weeks. And uh, the rest of this person's groceries were on the counter and then there's these strings, right? Yeah. Strings everywhere. And uh, it was an, it was anticlimactic. There, these, these strings didn't go to any detonator or any bomb or lead to a dead body. Boring. They were simply strings to allow a guy who's blind to get around his house from oh. room to room. And what was nerving about the whole thing is where he dropped dead and the paramedics came, the strings had been pulled off the wall and they were just laying there. And then on the floor, they had uh, wrappers of things they had done to try to like save his life that were still there. Yep. That was, that was a creepy place to go. I thought you were going to have like, and where he dropped dead, there was just a giant ball of yarn. Like he was still in the process (laughs) of making his string maze and you went funny. Yeah, I know. Uh, I went, uh, dead on the inside, but searching the houses is terrible. You know, you oh, go to houses I, yeah. that are, whether they're nice neighborhoods or not, you don't know who's squatting there. It's scary. Uh, I used to do uh, building inspections for the local city here, and I had never heard of what a hoarder, I didn't even know the term, a hoarder. It was like, didn't know what that was. Went into a house, I had to do a furnace inspection. The first time I've ever been in a hoarding house, a hoarder's house, and I've never been in one since, but... Well, I, I guess my grandma was kind of one. I didn't know that at the time, but this was extreme. I walked in, and it, there's this pile of not trash bags, but just gar- stuff that should just be thrown away or you know, just old tables and papers and junk. And all there are are paths. There's, there's like a path into the room to sit in the chair, and that's it. I don't know why you'd sit there. You just stare at your garbage all day. And I had to go down to the furnace inspection. And I'm not going to lie. I don't even know if I checked everything. I was just like, I can get the fuck out of here. It's, over- it's overwhelming was- and eerie. And yeah. at least there, I'm like, okay, there's people living here. Horrible as that sounds. I don't think they're going to booby trap that. <laughs> you know, I, this, you're walking at your situation. You're walking into a house where, again, yeah, you, these people were, you know, pulled out for whatever reason might be something not so pleasant 
That's a, that's a distressing, disturbing. The disturbing mm-hmm. shits like when they leave the pets there. Oh, and they're malnourished, and we've got to, I've got to call somebody to help the pets. See, now, now I'm not dead inside. Yeah. I don't like animal that, cruelty. That part is is tough, yeah. and and I found a way to act quickly on that. Yeah. When you get to hoarders, the, the the thing for me when I'm doing this service and someone calls me to hoarders is the price doesn't go up that much that I can charge to clean out a house, whether hoarders or not, because it's mm-hmm. kind of a square footage situation. So it's really just a bad day for me. It's like, yeah. oh my God. Well, and, and there's, and from watching the show, I should say my sister watched the show and I happen to watch it with her sometimes. I, I, I Too much for me. But I found out there's two types of hoarders too. There's the collector junk. Like that was kind of the one I went into where it was like, they just didn't throw things away that should have. We're not talking molded, rotted stuff, or at least nothing obvious. It was just like, guys, you got to just get rid of the stuff. It's too much. Then there are the garbage hoarders where mm-hmm. it's just every you go in there and it's just flies and maggots and, and all that. And I'm like, yeah. that, I, I don't even know if I, I'd just be like, nope, not taking the job. Don't want it. Well, that's an option. We... I usually don't turn them down, and for the most part, when you're working for people, uh, they're coming to you like it's a last case. Because there's, you know, there's a lot of people that you can hire to do these types of, you know, these types of work. It's uh, mm-hmm. janitor work is usually lower level work. The type yeah. of thing that I'm doing is different. You know, that's one component when you're helping somebody get stuff out. It's a different component when you're trying to get people their money back out of it. Yeah. That's why today kind of sucked is to be handed keys to something where you know the person like the coffee's still warm it's like man when i'm 80 and i throw everything away is anybody give a shit yeah like you said you'll be forgotten we all do we all be forgotten at some point scary but it's true should we change the tone we could i feel like i brought it down well, after again, last week when we did the Vegas Petty Show, that well, was kind well, of then. This is just a, a birthday party. Yeah, this is <laughs> this, this is this much is, brighter. This is amazing. Let's talk more about old people getting shoved out of their house. Well, let's talk movies. Movies are uplifting, right? Well, depends. What do we? You know, which movie? <laughs> We're talking Schindler's List. Let's go right back into the dumps. Um, Actually, I did catch Steven Spielberg's. Uh, they're doing a. There's a documentary on HBO right now about Steven Spielberg, I, and it's in lights out. Good. I saw that. I've heard it's good. I think I'm gonna have to. Is that Netflix? I don't know if it's on Netflix. Like I said, I wa- I haven't cut the cable, oh. so I'm watching it on you know live. You, yeah. you 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 can see it several months from now. I'll let you know. I don't know what that means. That means by the time it ends up on Netflix, it'll be quite old. I know, but it's like what what's a cable? Just. Well, I, I don't even use a cable. I use a dish. Oh, oh, you're fancy. I have a direct TV dish. You get your TVs from the spaces or I do. whatever. Yep. Okay. But I went and saw Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with the first Blade Runner? I know of the movie, and I am familiar with the plot. So I saw the first Blade Runner when I was, I don't know, six, seven. What year did that come out? 82, I believe. So I would have not been able to see the original Blade Runner in theaters. I think it came out in 82. Yeah, yeah I, I think. was negative two years old. We don't cheat on this show. We literally don't have our computers or iPads or a producer. Like no. We just kind of wing it. So yeah. if we're off a year or whatever, I don't need 10 emails about it. Just fucking roll with me, will you? Email them. Maybe it was 81. Email them. Uh, um, actually, it was 19... 19- Whatever I don't, it's I'm a, a nerd. It's but a I don't it's know. a cool title. When you hear you're gonna go see the movie Blade Runner, you're like, this sounds fucking sweet. I think of someone with like 
not ice skates, but bladed skates, but like Tron, Tron with bladed skates. That's so what when I you think hear of. the Blade Runner, you don't think that's gonna, that sounds like it's interesting movie, right? Uh, interesting, yes, but I, uh, but again, Blade Runner, just the title alone makes me think. Is it because of Kite something. Runner or Maze Runner that it, the Runner title has been poisoned? No, I think I, I think my brain goes Rollerblades. Really? Yeah, and then I think Blades, but it, you know, again, that's just People without. Are amazing. Yeah, obviously that has nothing to do. With so I had plot. the opposite reaction. I heard Blade Runner, and I thought, this is going to be so badass. Mm-hmm. Even as a young tyke. And another difference there, you know, uh, when I was little, there was very little censorship in my family in terms of viewing shit. Similar. All Similar. Right. I saw uh, One Who Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest when I was about seven. Yeah, that I would be. I don't think that's really a seven-year-old movie. I went to Jaws Revenge and RoboCop in the same day. And uh, <laughs> I was, let's see, well, I was 80, 88. I was 12, I think. Yeah, those. Maybe 11. Those weren't that made for that demographic, but. Those movies were, well, Jaws Revenge was shit. Terrible movie. It was a crappy movie, but it wasn't made, you know, it's just a crappy movie for yeah. adults. It, so. It's probably a PG-13 movie. So is in my wheelhouse. Yeah, RoboCop was just gore porn, right? It was just yeah. crazy violence. Yep. And the kicker was uh, my buddy and I went and we brought with me my brother, you know, my little brother. And uh, he's uh, four and a half years younger than I am, I think. Yeah. And uh, I had, it had never occurred to me because we don't have that family filter, like how blown away he probably was. Oh, so he was not that for you, it was nothing because you've Uh, already seen this stuff. Even for me, I'm like, wow, that's uh, Ed 209's putting a lot of bullets in that dude. That is real graphic. But him, even just four years younger, was this was like, holy shit. Yeah, he was. Oh, I'm sorry, four four years younger, but holy snikes. He he was one of those. I think he was like six or seven, so that must have made me like 10 or 11. And uh, he, he was probably stapled to his chair just out of just too much you know mm-hmm. it's too much for his age you're a you're a horseshit brother but go on go but on when i was his age <laughs> i was still my parents were i don't know you call them bad parents call them a, a different parenting style yeah. i don't know but i was watching shit that was way more advanced than i probably should have been watching if your parents were bad because of that then throw my parents right in the bucket there too cause... have you ever seen the movie watership down no, I've heard of it, but I have not seen it. Okay, it's a political cartoon. Okay. Kind of like The Farm. Okay, I've seen The Farm, yes. Well, it's got it's kind of scary. The Farm was scary, and okay. I saw that as a kid, and that scared the shit out of me. I'm like, I didn't really understand what was going on because I was too young to understand the political part. Did you think Charlotte's Web was scary at all? No. Okay. No. Um, was did that you- a political movie? Like, undertones? I don't, I don't think so, but... God, I'm so out of yeah. that stuff. Anyway, I, when people found out that like that was on the shelf of kids viewing for me, and other parents would see like Watership Down was in the kid stack, yeah. they'd lose their mind. Even back then, yeah, I can believe uh, that. And when my parents would decide to censor things, it wasn't like balanced. Like I can watch Friday the Thirteenth, but La Bamba's Great. out of the question. You know what are we talking oh, about? Oh no, La Bamba it was, was very weird. So it was Friday the 13th, though. Uh, so I caught Blade Runner, 
excited to see. Mm-hmm. And I wished at the time they had censored it because Blade Runner is a, it's not the action you thought you were going to get. You heard Blade Runner, you're like, okay, it's going to be badass. And there's a lot of talking, a lot of mm-hmm. dialogue. So it's, so it's more of an adult movie, not because of the gore or the sex, but because it's just like adult themed or something kids yeah. just aren't going to stay with and follow. And I, I even, you know, when I watch it now as an adult, I can see why other adults wouldn't like it because there's a, you know, it's very philosophical and brings a God question yeah. into the play. I mean, you know, you've, you've caught it and it's, uh, it's, you go a long way in that movie. And I don't know that the payoff was there like a lot of sci-fi movies. So yep. I go see 2049 Blade Runner 2049. And I'm prepared for this. Uh, with Ryan Gosling, I was a little, you know, I was a little, but I saw Drive, and when Drive, Gosling was badass, right? I'll just quickly say, I like Ryan Gosling when he's funny, like the good guys, him and Russell Crowe. Yeah, he's great in that. Oh my God, it's amazing. When he's more like serious badass, I'm okay with him, but I'm, I'm a- uh, I'm Drive a, was great. I haven't seen that, so I need he's, to- He's good in it. So I'll, I'll watch it, but I, I will say Ryan Gosling being funny- I'll watch that any day. Okay. So this is not funny. Well, you know, especially because he's like a mirror image of what I look like. Good for you. Yeah. But I see it. That's what I... I see it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, so the girl said who was blind. I really liked Blade Runner 2049. I, I, uh, I encourage you to go see it, mm-hmm. but I want people that are going to go see it to know that it's long, but I like long movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's philosophical. And I like being, I like being put in a position where I'm going to think about things. Yes. Uh, It's a little preachy. You know, it's a kind of a dystopian future. Mm -hmm. Things are kind of bleak. Yep. Uh, I also like the problems that they're facing or that they're, that they're trying to, you know, that they're trying to address Mm -hmm. in a what if situation. I enjoyed that. Yep. And I'm hugely into all the art, you know, the, what will the future look like kind of shit. Very sci-fi. Yep. More, I feel like a little more action, or you could even say a lot more action than the first movie. Mm-hmm. But still, there's some moments. There's some, there's some moments, dude. Mm-hmm. And everybody says that it's real obvious that Harrison Ford is a replicant in this movie. Yep. But I distinctly remembering, or I distinctly remember replicants only living a certain period of time, and I don't understand why he's still alive this many years later. Well, I don't know if we should give away plot twists or, or parts of the new movie, especially since, you know, I, I think spoilers alert for the, the original. Oh, Blade we can't Runners burn it. We can't burn it here. I've getting some shit yeah. for spoiling. I don't want to spoil the movie, um, but I just didn't get it. So no. if you see the movie, yeah, I, I did not understand. You and I'll I can just, talk a little. I'll just say this. There is something else about the movie that definitely goes against what you would think about replicants. So if you go see 2049, you'll know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so maybe that has some sort of tie-in. I'll be honest, if you haven't picked up already, I have. I know the gist of Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049. I have not seen either, which, by the way, I have not seen Blade Runner, the original. Should I see Blade Runner 2049, or should I wait until I see the first? I don't then... think you need to see one to appreciate the other. They are different movies. They're good sequels. You see people getting kind of hoity-toity when they review this movie. But I won't, I, get, just I won't be confused, like... 
Why is that important? Because no. I have to see the first no. one. Okay. No. They give you enough dialogue and there's, it's, it's well acted. I so, liked it. So anyone who has not seen the original like me, but wants to see the new one, go give it a try. That's assuming you're okay with all the other things that were listed about the movie long and a little bit preachy and all that. Oh, it was so cool to see it on the big screen. It really was. That definitely does seem like, I, I don't think that's going to be the same on, on your little teeny 80 inch at home. <laughs> well, you know, it's di- what's different it was they, they call an 80 inch TV an 80 inch TV, but when you, you know, if you bring it down to the old four, three size, you know, CRT yeah. tube TV, they're really adding like fenders to the picture. Like, okay, it's yep. a wider view. It's not necessarily bigger. Yeah. It's just wider. Well, and there's also that that disappointment where I don't know why, but you go into the the Best Buy or whatever tech store, and you see it on the wall, and it's just with all the other TVs, and you're like, this is amazing. This is awesome. You bring it home, you put it on your wall, and there's just something you're like, wow, that was where. What happened? What did I get a different TV? I don't know what that is, but. It looked better at the store. I'm telling you, dude, I talked about this, and didn't we talk about this, in fact, on one of the shows you were on, how I discovered those uh, high dynamic resolution uh, amplifiers that they were hooking up through the HDMI signals at Best Buy? Mm, Not one of my shows. uh, They were making the pictures real rich, real Mm. vibrant, and then inside every TV they have proprietary uh, loops, demo modes that, that are showing... Uh, this pre-programmed stuff that that's all hand-picked to make that TV look amazing. But I don't think it's the picture quality, because obviously that doesn't change. I think it's the ambiance? I don't know. It's just something about the setting. I, but absolutely I'm weird. Changes. I am definitely weird. So for some reason... My viewing pleasure is like, yeah, put like 20 other TVs around it and put price tags on the corner. Apparently, that's my ideal viewing of a TV. I guarantee I you, if you hooked your best, your 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 best video up to it, your your new export box Scorpio, and uh, got a picture you, out of. Are that. you trying to rub rub that in? That a I'm little, not going to be getting little. that anymore. I poked the bear a little. I guarantee, if you hook that up to the TV you think looks the best, it's not going to be the same picture quality. It's definitely yeah. ramped up in that store. Oh, I'm I'm sure, but you know, it is what it is. So Blade Runner should be seen in the theater. Go. Yes. You need go. to go. Yes. Although, I, from what I'm seeing, people aren't going. And what you should do is on your phone then stream the original Blade Runner while you're watching it because I hear it's even double better when you're watching. I don't. Let's go on to the next topic. You just you sent them <laughs> down the wrong road. I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, did you get that article I shared with you uh, about girls cheating? Yes. Yes. And I. Can't comment a ton on her studies. Do we need to talk about the the article first so they have a background? Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I could give a quick summation. I think maybe, yeah, give a quick rundown. Basically, uh, in the article, a uh, young lady decides to take a closer look at why women are cheating more or at least admitting to cheating more today than they were before. I think it was and 1990 was the, origin, the date. She was using the original. Yeah, she had like two year. books that were being released on the subject, and she read or read excerpts from each one and then applied what she'd read in those books to her personal life, taking a quick unofficial audit of people around her and wrote about it. Yep. What did you think? So obviously, I mean, again, I didn't do the study, so I can, I can only comment so far of what 
you know, we know you didn't do a study out. on cheating women. Maybe people, you know I what? I guarantee this, on this show this they sexy, don't think that. Very white voice doesn't. Uh, um, I'll be honest. I I think there's an undertone to her story that I kind of I get from and I agree with. And I think we were talking about this earlier, but you know. I guess the simplest way to say it, marriage might not be for everyone. <laughs> Plain and simple. I mean, I think I think the idea. I always like to use Pleasantville, the movie. If you haven't seen it, that's actually a good movie. Um, but that whole movie itself is is based around this 1950s family, and that's how it should be. <coughs> and it's the mother, the mother and the father, and the son and the daughter, and it's all pleasant and then happy. And the father works, and the mother does, you know housework it's a whole beaver cleaver thing yeah Yeah. and that's how it should be and then slowly over time people realize i don't have to follow this blueprint and i can still be happy and there's nothing wrong with that i think sometimes i get the feeling marriage is kind of that way where i mean there's people who want to get married and great perfect but there's some people i think who get into a marriage because well that's what you're supposed to do and it's like really you know, like it is not for everyone. You know, I don't think it has to be, you know, because <clears throat> I mean, animals in general, there are very few animals that are truly monogamous. And I think we want to assume it's humans, but I don't know if we're a hundred percent that way, but that's my take. I don't know. No, you're, you're not married. I am not married. I'm Does marriage appeal down. to you? No, not doesn't. one bit. Okay. I, and I respect that. I understand yeah. that. It's because that's where I came from. I came from the position that I was never going to get married, mm-hmm. particularly because I'm not religious, and I've always felt that it was kind of a religious thing. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I've got a lot of sisters. I kind of looked at it more as like some sort of servitude thing by men towards girls. It's just kind of I don't know. It was weird. It's kind of yep. a weird thing. Weird yep. to get married. Uh, I woke up one day and I'm married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, that didn't just happen. I I knew what I was doing, and as I found out more about you know getting married, why we were getting married, how important it was to her. Not that it wasn't important to me; it became important to me. Yep. Uh, this article though starts to shine a, a light on people that might have gotten married for different reasons than I got yep. married. And basically, what it said was, uh, women are finding that they are not well, at least in her audit of the women around her, that responsibilities in their marriages were not being shared equally. Mm-hmm. They had more of the domestic work to do in terms of taking care of the kids. Uh, one of them, one of her friends referred to her as uh, the scheduling department running the corporation yep. of the family. And that, uh, you know, he was just going to work and coming home. And she was actually the person that felt like she was working two jobs and in many cases felt that he was just another one of the kids mm-hmm. because he was being managed too. And what made an affair so appealing was that it was hers. It was her mm-hmm. thing. You know, the, I think there's something else that she mentions in the story. I think that I, this is where I actually can relate a little bit to. She said how she was speaking to a number of her friends or people that she knew um, a number of female friends who are all like, oh, yeah, I'm, like you said, I'm, I've had an affair three times or, you know, I've had an affair for the last two years or whatever. And she, she said it wasn't that they were admitting they had an affair, but it was how nonchalant. It was just like, yeah, no, yeah, that, you know, just part of my day. Just go to work. Like, yeah, I've eaten there. Go to work, <laughs> go to his place, do that thing, and go on home and see the husband, you know. And 
And to be honest, I almost was like, yeah, because I have a friend who uh, there were issues in, in their marriage and she wasn't getting certain things and she decided to start having an affair. And when she, she was so nervous to tell me because she thought everyone's going to, you know, anyone I tell them is going to say I'm horrible and wrong and all this. And she told me, I was like, oh, yeah, that, well, that makes, I mean, I've heard about you guys' marriage. It makes sense. So I, I, you know, again, I, I almost when I hear that it's almost weird for me, and this is probably my background and all that. But yeah, if someone cheats it, again, it, part of me is like, well, they don't get married. You know, obviously, you're, that's not good. But I also don't, I don't, I, I kind of just look as well. It happens probably a lot more than most people think. Um, but I, I definitely think people get pushed into marriage. I think the better thing instead of cheating or having an affair would just be don't get married at all. Or I've heard of people having open relationships, which I don't really have, know if I have an opinion yeah, on that because that, just seems, that yeah. just seems so weird why you have a relationship if it's going to be open. But What stood out to me was that as in the books that she was reading and in the audit she was taking personally, many of the women that were cheating didn't have any problem with their husbands. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, half of them didn't say they felt like the responsibilities weren't being shared. They just thought life was dull. Yep. And this was a way. This was something new almost. Or, yeah. or, or marriage is dull. Life was getting dull. Let's yep. spice it up. And, you know, um, I'm willing to risk it because, well, what the hell? You only yep. go around once. I, I still think that's just most people, most humans, a monogamous long-term relationship whether people want to admit it or not, I think most humans, it's not really, I mean, think of all the other things in our lives that we do, that we like, we really love for some period of time. And then we get, it gets old. This is going to sound really weird because I'm going to compare marriage to shoes, but try and stay with the analogy. You buy a brand new pair of shoes. You, for what, what's one thing you always do? You always tie them, you always untie them. You take them off properly. You store them correctly. You don't want to get any dirt on them. You might not wear them when it's raining. You take care of them. It, they're your thing. And then a couple weeks go by. And it's like, okay, well, you know what? I, well, they're tied. I'm just going to slip them off even though they're still tied. And maybe I'll just kick them in the closet. Who cares, you know? And then a couple more weeks go by and you get some mud on it. And you're like, oh, well, that was going to happen sometime. And eventually they're just a pair of shoes. When you first got them, you know, you, you'd punch people if they came near, you know, but you want to show them off. Now it's like, well, yeah, whatever. And I think that that plays into a lot of things in our lives. I think we, you know, flavor of the month type of thing. It's, it's you know, we, we, we like something because it's new and interesting. And I think there's a lot of people, as, as you know, sad as this might sound, but I don't think it's that bad, relationships. Some people, it's like, hey, I want a relationship because it's new and it's interesting. And then, you, you know, five years later, it's like, I've heard these stories. I know this person. And then there are going to be other people where 40 years of marriage and, and they're happy. You know, I just don't think that's the, I don't think that's for everyone. I just now, don't think. I've heard that anxiety 
and discontent are natural things for us all to feel. And we're all medicating ourselves to try (laughs) not to feel that way. Yeah. But that it's part of the makeup and chemistry of being a human being is to have that or we wouldn't continue to march forward. We wouldn't continue to adapt and to change and evolution. It's part of evolution. It's almost like you need the lows to appreciate the highs type of thing. It's kind of, you need that, that anxiety or whatever to, to want to, you know, to look forward to something yeah, and, and to move on. It's how so. you find out the planets around or what's in outer space yep. is that wanting to explore. Now, that being said, uh, you know, I, I've had anxiety. I've had bouts with being depressed. I, I know what that's like. I didn't before it happened to me and I don't know why it happened. It just happened one day. Mm-hmm. And like all things, it, it, for me, it passed. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking medicine or popping pills. It was a, you know, it was uh, I know it's, it's just something that I couldn't really tie to anything. I didn't have any major thing happen. I just yep. noticed sort of the steady decline in like where I was emotionally. Yep. And uh, I never refer like I'm not that guy. I'm not the guy that's ever like, well, hey, I'm emotionally here. I'm emotionally like I never talked to anybody. Like you know. I'm a little down today. You need to open up more. <laughs> you do. Spill those guts. And like all of a sudden it's Thanksgiving and I've got family members that are like, man, you can sit next to him. He's, you know, he's asking me what it all means. <laughs> oh, I don't, shit. Yeah. Jamie's over. God. <laughs> yeah, they were, you know, there was a period of time and then, you know, I just, uh, I found that um, I don't know why. It, there, was, there wasn't any reason that I could point to that it happened, but I can tell you if it's ever happened to you or if you ever feel that way, mm-hmm. you automatically understand what other people are going through that can't shake it. It's pretty miserable. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't find, you know, when I, you know, I was married when it happened. I'm still married today. Same girl. Uh, I don't, I don't think that my statements of always having anxiety, always finding that there is a discontent with where you are, always wanting to be challenging as being natural, plays so conveniently in marriage being unnatural. I believe that uh, in my experience, I should say, I shouldn't even say I believe it because it's really just based on my experience, my values and how I was raised Mm -hmm. make me view how I'm married differently than I think a lot of people view marriage. Yeah, I can agree with that. You've been around my family. Mm -hmm. Family's a big deal to me. Very big. I will drop anything. If you are my friend or my family, there's very little I won't do for you. Yep. Uh, Being married is an extension of that. My wife, you know, she could... Can probably list the same things about me, but there's a million reasons. Literally, anybody listening to me who is married right now, I'm I guarantee you could get a sheet out and write a pretty sizable list of shit that irritates you about your partner. Mm-hmm. If you're a newlywed and you're saying, uh uh-uh, uh, right now, give it a couple give years, it time. it'll happen. <laughs> what keeps you married uh, is a different mechanism 
all together. I think we're going to say dartboard with their face on it, but go on. Uh, call it love. Call it your favorite pair of shoes. It's it's a, it's like an intimacy that you've built with someone. And what it, it doesn't mean it's built between both of you. It's very possible I could be on this very same podcast a month from now, and I could be like, I don't know. She just packed her shit, and she's gone. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, it's different. Uh, you know, yeah. it's, she's my family. And yep. we're together in this thing, and uh, no matter if she, you know, leaves shit on the floor or takes up the whole sink when we get ready or doesn't always do dishes, yep. we're together in this thing. Yeah. And nobody has to come up to me and tell me that she's not perfect or that she's got flaws. Yeah, I know. I fucking live with her. Yeah. <laughs> but this is us. Like, this is Team Jim and, yep. and Team Doll, and this is the road we're going down. Yep. Uh you're right. That's not for everybody. I think you you pointed out, like you said, you're, anyone that knows you knows your relationship with your family and that, that whole background. Um, I'm dead inside. <laughs> at this um, point. <laughs> at this point, I'm dead inside. But my family upbringing, if that's the right way to say it, versus yours, you know, I, they may not be polar opposites, but they're... They're very close. I mean, I guess polar opposite might be more abusive, and it wasn't that, but it was it was a bit more. We were definitely on the colder side of the planet. <laughs> hello, um, son. Shake <laughs> like shake hands at five. Good luck on your first day of school. No, it would have been hello, son. I'm like, why is he talking to me so much? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. So, um, no, I, you know that's the thing. I I love my family. At the same time, I don't have to see them for two months and I'm three months and I'm like, ah, that's fine. That's just, yeah. Why, why do I need to see them? There were no holidays during that month. So, you know, whatever. I like, don't want to miss a moment. I I dislike that. I have family that lives apart from me because I'm missing their life. And so I think, I think that alone, yeah, your view on marriage or or whatnot, at least at this moment, (laughs) is going to be, you know, there's no way that you and I could have the same relationship and marriage and be happy. Let's just be honest. Whichever route one of us goes. Oh yeah. You would not want to be. One of us is either going to say the other person's too clingy or the other one's going to be like, holy crap, they're never around. You know, for me, a marriage that'd be great is like, Hey, it'd be a long distance. Um, you know, you check in (laughs) maybe a couple of years, just make sure the life insurance is still going. And, and, uh, yeah, I no. Why you're yeah. well? If you find somebody that matches your crazy, yes, it it really works well. It does. Yeah. It, if you can find somebody who fits morally with you, it works really well. That's why when I read an article where the other component is talking about how freely they cheat and how it's not emotional for them, but it is, and I mean that would be this. It would be like a betrayal from my family. And that totally makes sense to me, though. I'm like, yeah, that, I could see why that would happen. That's fine. It, you know what? It happens. I don't think <laughs> I'm, I don't think it would make sense to you if you felt like you met somebody who was speaking your exact language. It's possible. That's what makes it so shitty is you're like, I thought, yeah, I thought we had a thing here where we were like, you said this and I said this and we like trusted yep. each other. And I, but then what if it, what if we're in that same situation? But I'm the one that's like, oh, this is getting stale. I got you know. So cuts both ways. I, I oh, it know. does. Men are usually the ones that are you know given the bad yeah. the bad uh, rap because they're the ones that are running around. You know, boys are the gas, girls are the brakes. Mm-hmm. But one of the girls is like, I never cheat on my husband I'm unless neutral. I'm out of town. 
Yep. Well, I mean, you know, what's the rule? What different zip codes or something, or once you can't physically see them anymore, it's legal or something. I was there asleep. I think it's so much work to figure out. I I still don't know what that lady upstairs is doing. Like, I think I know who she is, but some mornings I get up, I don't know who that is. And then there's your wife. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And they're the same person on the same day. Are they? Are they? Are they? Who is that woman that was leaving when I was coming in? <laughs> yeah, I, I would not want to try to learn somebody else like that. I mean, that would be, I mean, that's, I mean, maybe I'm just being male about it, but it sounds like a fuckload of work, man. Just trying to balance I, two I'm chicks. Right, I'm oh. right there with you. I'm, I don't have to get to know one. When you're lightly just dating girls and you can be kind of like, well, I don't care. It's mm-hmm. still hard to date multiple girls and they know. Yeah. They know like, oh. Where'd you get this red hair in your car? Like, you're I to, don't know. You're trying to say men men are not good at hiding multiple relationships. We just don't even or, care. You know, no, we don't we don't think about it quite yeah. that way. Or uh, you know, when we're dating, we're like, oh, we're dating. There's no, t- you know, yeah. We don't. I, I have I have a number of guy friends who, if you ask them, oh yeah, I you know, we were just screwing around. But then if you talk to the the girl in the relationship, oh yeah, we we were together for a while, and it's like, were you together? Because he says you two were just. Friends with benefits, and and you're making it out to be that you know, you were you were a couple. Um, what's going on there? You know, but that, I guess that's more of a psyche thing between men and women. And in that article that we read, challenged that, and it said, "Now the guys saying while well, we're together, yeah. and the girls like, well, we're just you know, we were just screwing hey, around." Hey, it is the teens, 2010, whatever. It is 2017, so you know what. The man can be the one that's emotionally attached and wearing the dress and cooking a dinner. Was that very? That was very gender um, specific. That's to okay. I, I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't know. I yeah. feel you, you got a little Cam yeah, Newton on me. I'm probably going a little stroke here. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was. It was weird to read. It was weird to see it on CNN, and it was weird to see it presented in a manner where, I guess, I, I the the. The way it was going down didn't surprise me, and the delivery of it didn't surprise me. It was just that it was so, um, I don't even want to say permissive, because people should lead their lives how they want to, but the way she wrote it, she was sort of like, you know, hoorah. Mm-hmm. And the, to, t- the tone was, was yeah, not what you would expect. Like She felt like cheating was a sense of empowering. And I can tell you right now, dishonesty and lying to people mm-hmm. for your own benefit, whether you're fucking happily married or not, is bullshit. Yeah. You know, you owe it to the person you're sharing your house with or sharing your life with to be like, hey, you know what? This isn't working out. Anything short of that, male or female, and you kind of fucking suck. Oh, that, like you I, suck. Like I said, I would, you know, the fact that, People cheat a lot doesn't shock me, but at the same time, it's it's always like, well, just if you're not married, break up with them. If you are married, well, you know what? Maybe divorce is something you should think about. You oh, know, remember, remember let's, further let's, down the know. article, she's like, well, a lot of my friends don't want to get divorced. Specifically, one of my yeah. friends' earliest memories is the Christmas handoff, yeah. where the parents don't speak to each other, and we're spending half of our Christmas at each it's, other's houses. It, it you are. Well, you, but they are completely trying to find some sort of out. It it's so stupid. There is a there's that comedian joking about you know why this girl won't break up with a guy. She's like, I can't break up with him. Like all my CDs are in his car. It's like, yeah. So you know, break up. This guy's abusive. Break up with him. It, it's almost like you're finding any excuse to somehow make it worse. It's like 
you're not seeing the crap hole relationship that you're in. You're, you're basing everything off a lie and it's deception. That's not good. Again, I'm not going to vilify someone who cheats and say, Oh my God, you know, worst person ever. But you know, maybe, maybe think about ending what you got. Cause what you got isn't that special? But you agree, right? You read this article. You can't miss it. If you go on the, CNN, the, the, it shows like two wedding rings stacked on top the, of one another. Tone, it says why women cheat. The tone is definitely shocking. I definitely did not, or maybe shocking is too much of a word, but I didn't see the tone going that way. Like you said, where it's kind of like, yeah, empowerment. Really? Yeah, it was more Gee. like be dishonest. Yeah, you know, I, I can be a realist. I can understand what people do. Doesn't mean I'm like, hey, good for you. It's just like, you know. We all do crappy things. Here's how you should probably fix it, you know. Do you uh, do you think that, because I was, we were, we were on the same text thread this morning, and uh, my brother uh, sent out that, uh, those Dove ads. Did you, did you catch yes. those texts yes. this, this morning? And I was like you with both of them, I think. Or at least the first one for and sure. What was I like? Um, I think your first reply was, why did you send us those? What's the point? It was completely like that was random. It's just a, it's just a, uh, like a commercial dove picture ad, you know, something you'd see on internet or a magazine or something like, do you want us to buy dove products? Like what's going on? I was the same way. I looked at it and went, what am I? It's like, I'm going, okay, I'm supposed to be looking for something here. Find a pattern, find an image, find, (laughs) find find a a, pattern, find a spelling here or something. And it wasn't until, he said what it was about, and I was like, "Oh, really?" Yeah, it was. You know, uh, it was the, the, not Black Lives Matter, but it was that tone, right? It yeah, was, this it was, is racist. It was something race related, and the first the first image is it's a Dove ad. It's uh, for lotion, for lotion, or okay, that or body wash or whatever. It's got four images, okay, in a, in a box or in a, a four square. windows, four if windows, you will. yeah. Um, the top two have an African-American woman wearing a brown shirt, um, a little dove bottle or whatever in the corner. The bottom two have a, a red-headed white woman, so very pale, in a white shirt. And in the top right and the bottom left corner, you can see the brown shirt coming off. And then the top left and the bottom right, it's, you know, they're just standing there smiling. And so when I looked at it, I went, oh, it looks like, you know, in the top one, the 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 darker skinned woman is just taking off her shirt because it's all about skin and the the lotion or body wash works with her skin and in the bottom one you have the complete opposite skin tone and she's taking off her shirt to show and they're not getting nude but you know they're just it's about skin and and it works with different tones and I, I guess this is you know I, correct me if I'm wrong it's the idea of somehow you know if you use Dove you can go from this black woman to this white woman i mean that i think that's what the 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 tone that yeah, they it was received they as a negative connotation and that, am i naive i it wasn't until they said that they i never looked out. at it that way i never looked at the ad like well she's pulling her so the idea is she's pulling her top up and as the black woman pulls her top off she is slowly then all of a sudden becomes this white pale woman yeah, I mean they do, that, that is true. That is in the ad, but they were not. To me, it didn't speak that you use lotion and you're going to go from a 
black woman to a much more improved white woman who's now yeah. lubricated. I didn't see it as a before and after. No, it not wasn't. Because to me, like, okay, well, then couldn't she be a white woman? And hey, if you put the shirt on, you'll be a beautiful black woman. I mean, to me, it was like, again, I just was like, oh, it's skin care. Yeah, they're you know? just trying to say, and, hey, it works for every, yeah. every color, every skin type. You can use and this it, lotion. Yeah. That's what I took from it. It was, and again, we're talking the opposite. That's, uh, you know, a uh, very. A dark-skinned black woman and a very light-skinned white woman, and that's it. And that was and those. There are physical differences between the two, and and then the second ad. Remember the, the second, second ad? ad? You know, it was. I can understand <laughs> their idea, but again, I just feel like it's such a stretch. There are the so the first thing is there's two um, things in the background, like almost like portraits, and then they're supposed to represent skin. One is really dry and like scaly looking and the other one's nice and smooth. Right, it actually says before and, and before after. And after. This left to right. This, this one, is all one square. Yeah, this is just one shot. It does say before and after, before on the left with the dry skin, um, after on the stuff on the right, the better looking skin. And then there are three women standing where one is just slightly more on the before side, one's more on the after side, and then one's right in between. The woman that's on the before is, again, African-American the one that's on the right is white, and the one that's in the middle, I still kind of go, well, she's kind of white, but I guess she does have, she kind of has this in-between. She could tanner. be Latin, she could be Indian, yeah. but she's definitely um, in-between. Again, I when I see it, I, I, I'm like, okay, I could maybe get it. To me, I, I look at it as more like, well, I mean... You know, uh, there's only three or what three ways to organize those women, and this just happened to be whatever. Maybe they could have mixed it, but I, I don't think the I don't I didn't get the intent or vibe was hey before black after white. Yeah, like, you'd, like, you'd have just, to want to be an asshole about yeah, it. You'd have I, to want to look at it and go, you know what? That's a negative statement I, towards black women or black people. If I or, was flipping through the magazine or wherever it was, I would have never given it a double look. It was not until it was brought up, oh, well, before and after, black to white. And I was like, okay. But even there, it, yeah, you have to be primed. Your brain has to be biased or primed or something to be looking for it. Like, okay. Find it, find it, something, you know. And that's the other thing, too, is was this actually a national media issue or is this just... It started on Twitter and you know how Twitter is and you get to, you know, it, it's easy to build an audience of people that can just be just outraged through uh, the barrier of social media. And these companies are such pussies. Yeah. That they're just, pull, oh, we're sorry, we'll pull the ad, you know, please don't, you know, reflect yeah. on us negatively. And yeah, it's, you know... They should have, in my opinion, it's like I, because I, I, you did read my text back. I'm like, you know, I'm running out of room in my day for this bullshit. Yep. If you want me to get behind something, be consistent. Yep. I'm not going to get upset with a Dove lotion ad. I just, I don't feel like that's where we need to put our time today. Yep. You know, that maybe get a couple letters in the mail and that was enough. Pick but, your battles but or the, something. When it or, starts, you know. it's a precious news day. And if you're going to take up that time where you could be informing us about something worthwhile, I've got to watch this bullshit. I just, it, I'm running out of time for it. it it's kind of like I get all upset about my Project Scorpio Xbox not coming in the mail. The reality is the last week, that is a very pointless thing to get upset about, given all the things that happened. 
but I mean, you know, it's, it could have been a bigger thing. You know, it could have been, I, I, you know, I thought that I thought talking about it today was worthwhile because that could be somebody's car payment. That could be somebody's health insurance. That could be, yeah. you know, yeah, it was your, you know, your, your but, item and it wasn't important to other people, but it could have been important. No, but I think that's kind of just using that as an example of like, you know, compared to this where it's like, is this really something we need to... Oh, your fucking to, you Xbox know. is way more important than my forced racism through an ad oh, of fucking lotion. I'm telling you right now, I, November 7th, I'm going to be sitting in front of my new 4K TV, day off from work, because I took it off, and I'm just going to be bawling. I think they're going to make it right. You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to make a cardboard one <laughs> and just sit there. Just South Park style? Yep, and then I'm going to bring up a YouTube video of someone playing a video game and... Maybe I'll get, uh, maybe I'll get, well, I'll just get a fake controller and just sit there and. Okay. So uh, we'll get, we'll hop off this, this top. I just want you to know I'm running out of space for this bullshit. I'm right there with you. I am right there with you. Let's go to a topic that's near and dear to my heart. So my little sister and I, my, my, my baby sister, the, the 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 baby of the family. She's still a baby. Scott's wife. She's not a baby. She's the baby of the family. Yeah. Okay. She's right. not a baby. She's got a baby. No, I meant like a physical baby. Yeah, yeah I know what you mean. She had a no. she had a a little guy here about a year and she plus months ago. Right. Uh, it broke. It's messed with some of our traditions. Okay. The little guy has fucked up some of the things that we like to do as a family. How dare you? blame him i'm blaming him he's in the way he's in the way and he's messing up some of our schedules so i get mad at scott senior and yes i'm calling him senior because there's no rules to this he could be a senior he's a third oh and i and and i get it but uh i resent him a little for it so uh i get a i get a text message from my little sister and she's like hey let's make a haunted house schedule and i love him I love haunted houses. How do you how do you like haunted houses? I yeah, Halloween no. Halloween is one of my favorite holidays. I love the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I love the ambiance. Um, I can't. It's hard for me to take a, a a haunted house seriously. And again, this is where everyone's like, "You're all crazy and weird," but it's true. Um, too many of them. Just I, I just can't get into the belief of it. And so it's like, okay, am I? You're supposed to come in here and be scared, but um. I'm not. If you if you base your haunted house on paranormal activity, I'm not because I'm the type of person where you know something happens and it's like had been a ghost. Like, well, we don't know. It could have been this or it could have been that. And the, you know, I'll find any other excuse that's more plausible because Occam's razor always works. Um, and if it's gonna be bloody and gory, I'm like, well, yeah, whatever. If they can't actually harm you, then I'm not really all that nervous. And if they can touch you, then fuck that. I'm fighting back. Um. Yeah, I'm not a big haunted house person. I again, I love Halloween. I love the ambiance and everything that goes with it. I just don't want to go to the haunted house with you. I liked the haunted house in Disney World, but in no way was that truly trying to scare you. It was just all about. You're really the, leaving me in a weird spot because you know uh, we play a lot of games together. We do. Board game, we're board game fanatics. A little bit. We're kind of. And what really makes a board game fun is when you get into it. Yes. When you assume whatever character or role in the game and you're supposed to take over. You can't do that with a haunted house. And being able to do that with, you know, you're, you're not an ogre who can cast spells, but you can get behind that. 
You're not yes. an engineer curing pathogens, but you can get behind that. Yes. With dice rolls or yes. just, you know, group, there's an, group there's think. an objective and it's fun to play that. Mm-hmm. And but when we go to a haunted house, now I, I'll grant you there are varying degrees of quality. Uh, but you have to be willing to get absorbed into the story, just like a game, to enjoy it. And what you're telling me right now is absolutely not. No, I I could sleep in a actual real life serial killer's house. And not be scared again. We're talking about someone who's not. If he's still living there, then no, I don't <laughs> want to sleep in there. But he's he's in jail and or been executed. Jesus. I have no problems. Well, he buried all of his victims in the basement. Okay, so there's corpses of matter in the basement. There's, people have died all across the world all the time, and I'm walking over where someone died. And okay, I, ghosts aren't real. Um, I don't believe in even you know souls. So. Not worried about that. Um, yeah, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get scared by the mysterious or the haunted, um, you know, whatever. You know, and if you want to use a real realistic thing to be scared of, well, what about a killer? Well, all right, but you know, that could happen at my house. Actually, it's probably less likely to happen at the haunted house. It's going to happen my um, walk home or something like that. I don't know. But I think more worried about the the uh, security breach at Equifax. You have the, you have no. Uh, well, that's worthy of being scared <laughs> of uh, too. But it it does require work to enjoy one a little yeah. bit. It's not effortless when you're an adult in his thirties and forties to walk through a jump scare house and be like, well, yeah. Everybody's making it through the other side. So what are we talking about? I here? would rather go through a horrible horrible haunted house because then it's just it's all about pointing it out and laughing and joking but otherwise if i go to a if i go to a halloween event in general yes i enjoy that well i think uh i, I think like uh, sights and the sounds my brother challenged you on that didn't he he, he sent you a uh, posting of something well, he thought he, that you wouldn't make it through he sent me well he sent a lot of us something now I'm going to I'm going to call out something here. Um I don't think this is a haunted house, okay? A haunted house is supposed to play into the whole fear of it's haunted or creepy or it's going to scare you. At the end of the day, you're going to be fine, you know, unless you have a heart attack, which is, you know, possible, but that's more on you. No one's actually going to hurt you, intentionally try and harm you. So there is this story that was sent to all of us, but apparently um, someone wants to challenge me on it. There's a gentleman who lives in Alabama, and he has apparently there's been a lot of controversy about this. Uh, the title of the story is Extreme Horror Experience, McCammy Manor, I'm pronouncing that right, opens in North Alabama, owner dismisses controversy. Basically, what happens is this gentleman, if you want to, you don't have to pay anything, but there is no reward outside of, you know, personal hurrah. So he gets nothing. He gets nothing. Well, I think he gets something out of it. We'll get to that. (laughs) Um, You have to sign a waiver first off, which we'll get to that too. And basically for three days, three days, you stay at his house and that's this area. It's actually more than just the house. It's like the whole 
plot of land. And for three days, he kind of lightly tortures you. And we're not talking like cutting off fingers, but he'll bury you in a coffin in a shallow grave. And even though he tells you there's like a, a there is a air pipe in there, whatever he makes it so you can't really see it. And then of course, even with that claustrophobia is going to kick in and you're going to freak out and he's just going to, he's you're shallow enough apparently where he can talk to you and you can talk to him, but you can't get out. Um, there'll be other things where he'll just shove things in your mouth, like manure or dog poop or whatever. He'll, he'll just put you in situations that are uncomfortable and, now it says that in there he's shoving shit in your it, mouth. It talks about throw uh, shoving. He was oh god, I, it, he does put something in your mouth. I think they. <laughs> Are they you talk, sure this is scary and not some kind of you know? Well, so here's the thing. So What's again, that something would be he, my first question. He, you know, he doesn't get anything out of it. Well, no, he doesn't get any financial money out. Of it. You're not paying him. For like this. he's a sadist who just wants to torture. I people. think he's like I. He goes, oh my god, I get to torture people, and I found a system where they'll actually come to me. No, because fucking sign away their rights. It's amazing. No, apparently, no one has gone the th- been able to make the three day tour. <laughs> um, he's he gets everyone to quit. There apparently is an agreed upon safe word that lets you say, "Okay, I'm done. I really do not want this anymore." I'm calling nine one one. He said the safe word. I, and 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 so that's the other thing. If something were to go wrong. I'm taking business law in school right now, so I'm learning a lot more about this, but I knew a little bit before. A simple waiver or contract sounds nice. It's always good to have. It is not 100% binding. I can't have you sign a waiver saying, you can't sue me if anything goes wrong. And then you walk in and I beat you with a baseball bat and be like, well, you can't sue me. If he does something, if he buries someone and they have a heart attack from being buried, you know, even though there's a thing for air um he can still be held liable that waiver is only gonna go so far you can sue anybody for anything so i just don't i I wrap my head around this this is not a haunted house this is just a guy who's like running around torturing people i want to torture people but it's god damn it it's still illegal wait what if i make it a challenge i apparently if ted bundy had just made it a challenge he could have just kept killing women and then well, you, you're, right, you're going to get out on the other too side far. of that challenge. But, but apparently there is a lot of outrage. There is a lot of people. I'm sure there's people um, that are pissed that are saying this is wrong, that this is all just a guy getting his jollies off of hurting and torturing people. And, and so there's a big debate. It's like, this go too far or what? Um, at the end of the day though, this is not your, if you do this, you got a, then you're a masochist who likes to be tortured. Or, I don't know. It's not a haunted house. This is not a haunted experience. Well, in the conventional sense, the guy's offering horrific things or horrors that are brought to you. And yeah. it's an extreme measure for those that aren't that impressed with a jump scare or a guy in a mask. Would I be able to handle this? I don't know because this is going beyond just trying to scare you. This is this is going into. I mean, some of it is just a physical endurance. You know, um, again, being buried alive can be scary, but it also you, I mean, you even with an air pipe down there, it is still a harder thing to breathe. It's just plain and simple. Um, 
or if you have claustrophobia, you know, it, it, to me, this is, this is a whole other step. I don't know if I'd be able to survive this. Probably not. I well, probably this wouldn't. has direct repercussions for, you know, your attitude. Well, that doesn't scare me. Okay. Well, does this scare you? Yeah. He ramps it. Yes. He ramps it up. If you, if you get scared off of anything, well, first he probably won't want you. In fact, he does clear some things. He'd make sure that, you know, you're psychologically okay. And, however he does the test. Yeah, I'd like to see how he vets yeah. this in Alabama. Yeah. Are, you, are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. All right, you're good. He pointed to the happy <laughs> face. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and if you're someone who tries to tough it out, he's going to ramp it up. Um, but again, I, I just, there's just something different about this. I, to me... Again, so, so we present something more like, okay, well, you aren't impressed with this, so how do you like this? You're like, oh, no. I'm this not, is way too far. This is kind of a sick dude. Yeah, I'm I, not into it. I'm not saying I don't get scared. I'm just saying I because I don't believe in paranormal stuff, that's not going to scare me. I do get scared of things, but you know, but your your typical haunted house just doesn't and again, I can't get into the role. This uh, yeah, you're going to you're going to do something physically to me that no haunted house in the country would even go near this. I don't even know what the example to bring up, but you read the story on this. Have you been to a haunted... Okay, look, beyond this story, uh, have you been to a haunted house you enjoyed? Simulating rape. That's just a word in the story, okay? Is that something that would be in a haunted house? <laughs> well, this um, is ramped up, and it's simulated, yes. okay? To answer your question, yes. I said it before. Disney World, Florida. Their haunted house. Because, again, to to say this is a haunted house, it is, but it isn't. It, they were just showing off their ability for at the time was amazing uh computer graphics and everything to to you know they actually had uh ghostly figures floating around in the room obviously it was just some sort of projection but you know from your perspective and how well it was done it's like oh my god it actually looks like a you know, a ghost or an entity or something floating around it was cool to watch but that was more of a wow you guys did a really good job at no point was like Oh man, I was freaked out. It was completely uh, just a fun show. Well, it wasn't simulated rape. No, no. I mean, there was, but that was in the Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> with another giant. How woman. old were you when you went to that? Uh, the the second time we went, I was obviously older, and I was maybe twelve. Twelve, and were you impressed? I was a very impressed. Yes. Okay, so the only example of an impressive haunted house was a multi-million dollar production. Yes. By yes. a movie company. I have high standards. And do you, do you get scared when you watch horror movies or play scary video games with an ambiance? Yes. Um, jump scares will always get you because I think it's, I don't know, too many Because it's tense. That's it's the whole a, thing. It's a jump scare. They build the move um, and then, ha, scare you. But, so, like, okay, uh, The Exorcist, when she starts turning her head, I'd be scared the fact that she's, you know, instantly turning her head like, oh, crap. But then once her head spins and her face is all, ah, Are we whatever. talking real life? Well, no, like in the movie. Like if I walk into a room and a bitch's head goes <laughs> yes. all the way around, I'm, I'm scared. I'm, I'm leaving. But in the movie, her head starts spinning, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, crap, for a quick second. And then once I realize, okay, she's a demon and blah, people are still scared of her face. And I'm like, oh, well, I was scared at the initial, like, your head isn't supposed to turn that way, but then I got over it. 
Because they believe so, in Jesus and Christ, well, and they're religious, and they think, well, well holy shit, the, know, a well, demon took this person over the devil. Hey, we all got our mistakes. And uh, Listen, yeah, I'm not religious, but I would imagine if I were, and I saw someone, you know, some of the things so, that mess with me, and, and maybe we've talked about this before, but when they put people on under hypnosis that are clearly uneducated, haven't traveled, uh, can barely speak the written language, and while under, so they're speaking some dead language. Someone it, from it, Alabama. I can't explain it. I can't. I can't explain why they do it. I when they try I, to say it was the most, uh, you know, that they took every safety measure to, or, or every preventative measure measure to make sure that what they were capturing on film film was real, mm-hmm. and the person that they were uh, documenting was real. Uh, when I see that, I want to explain it because I, I just like you, I don't believe in that shit. But some things happen. I would like to tell you I could explain. Uh, I just can't. But I think that's part of it, though, is is the fact that I'm willing to you know go. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Mm, okay. Yeah, I don't know what that is. So you're like I'm, the worst character I'm, in a horror movie. Like <laughs> I, I heard that in the other room, but fuck it, I'm not going to look. I'll just keep watching TV. Not because I'm scared. It's just because well, I don't know what it is. So there, there's no reason for me to go investigate it. Yes, I it's that don't. naturally inquisitive yet somewhat guarded approach to things that make horror movies and yeah and, and horror well, mazes scary. Yeah, and that's why everyone says don't go upstairs, and she goes right upstairs. Guess what? Now you just limited your uh, your egress options. Okay, that's the other thing. I'm in the building industry i know what she's got for options to get out windows and crap okay not a good choice all right <laughs> stay in the main floor keep the car running i don't know i just you know what it's not for me but again i love halloween all right well and so uh, that's i'm questioning that right now whether or not you love halloween you probably aren't going to get an invite for the haunted houses uh i just oh, gonna that, tell you oh, that right oh, now. the haunted houses that's fine we have a ball doing it but you've you've Throwing a wet towel on it. If it's just a haunted house, yeah, I don't want to go. All right. Unless well, it's a multi-million dollar <laughs> apparatus set up by a conglomerate, and I'll go with. Shit all over it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that was James Hamilton. Um, geez. Thanks for listening. Why don't you follow us on Twitter at When Life Attacks or Facebook When Life Attacks Podcast. Or you can look directly at our blog, which is whenlifeattackspodcast.com I'm so nervous about that letter (laughs) but the way you owned up to everything it just showed me how much you've grown you know I suppose (laughs) you have Ross you have you should give yourself credit I mean my mom never thought this would work out it was all, once a cheater, always a cheater. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just wish we hadn't lost those four months. But if time was what you needed just to gain a little perspective... We were on the break! Coffee house? You bet. And for the record, it took... Two people to break up this relationship. Yeah, you and that girl from the copy place, which yesterday you took full responsibility for. I didn't know what I was taking responsibility for, okay? I didn't finish the whole letter. What? I fell asleep. You fell asleep? (laughs) It was 5.30 in the morning, and you had rambled on for 18 pages. (laughs) Front and back! 
the way, Y-O-U apostrophe R-E means you are. Y-O-U-R means you're. You know, I can't believe I even thought of getting back together with you. We are so over. Uh, fine by me! Oh, Ellen, hey, hey, hey! Those little spelling tips will come in handy when you're at home on Saturday nights playing Scrabble with Monica. Hey! Sorry. <laughs> feel bad about all that sleep you're gonna miss wishing you were with me. Oh, no, no, don't you worry about me falling asleep. I still have your letter! <laughs> and hey, just so you know, it's not that common, it doesn't happen to every guy, and it is a big deal! I knew it! What happened to your teeth? I whitened them. <laughs> really? Yeah, what, what do you think? Well, I think I shouldn't look directly at them. Come on, seriously. 